Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes. Welcome, everybody, into Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. While Jesse Holly finishes his snack, I want to tell you, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. And he is the great and powerful former Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And we, of course, are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Basketball's back. If you've been betting on nothing but the Cowboys, you would be killing the game. Uh, but basketball's back too. Bet Online, they're your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You got your odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends, your continued source for all sports wagering information. They got live betting free contests, giveaways all season long, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, whatever. Head to betonline.ag to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Hi, Jesse. How are you, buddy? I'm good, but right off the bat, we're starting with a beef. Not a beef. Not a beef. Oh, did you did you want some of this? No, I need a better understanding from you. Okay. It's just a simple better understanding because I laughed all morning. What were you in agreement with with Quincy Carter? Oh, just a general idea. Like, no, his doesn't work. Like Quincy Carter tweeted out like Troy Aikman stats from Super Bowls and then Dak's stat line from the game against the Detroit Lions. And was like, Dak's stat line is better. He must be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, the only thing I agree with is the idea that, like, Tony Romo won't be remembered as being great because the team didn't win a Super Bowl. And I think that's bullshit. Uh, Philip Rivers was good enough to win a Super Bowl. So was Tony Romo. Their teams never did it. It happens. Uh, Dak Prescott, likely. They might win it this year. Odds are they won't. Likely won't win a Super Bowl. Doesn't mean he wasn't good enough to. Dak's going to have a career that was good enough to win a Super Bowl. Will his team ever be good enough? And will they play well enough at the right time? Don't know. But just a general idea that it's like, Troy Aikman is mega God because the 90s Cowboys won three Super Bowls. No, he just happened to be a quarterback that was good enough to win a Super Bowl, like a lot of guys. And he was on a team that went and did it and was good enough to do it, which is great. And so he gets to be immortal. Uh, I separate playing the position from the results of your team's sporting. Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Tom Brady played on better teams, so he won a bunch of Super Bowls. Peyton played the position better than he did. It doesn't matter. It's a team sport. All right. Trent Dilfer was never the best quarterback in football. Neither was Brad Johnson. They're immortal. They won a Super Bowl. I don't think those guys are immortal. We don't talk about Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson in any of their – any other conversation with being one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. Eli Manning's not one of the best hundred to ever play it, but he has multiple Super Bowls and he'll probably would, end up in the Hall of Fame. A hundred? A hundred? He's not in the top hundred. No way. He was never one of the ten best while he played. 
I'm trying to think. A hundred quarterbacks. <laughs> I guess if you just say that no one back before like the 80s was any good. If we took, uh, if we took, there's if we no took, way he's a top 50 because he was never okay, top 50. All, right, all right, all right, all right. That, dude, now that's better. That's better. But Tony Romo was better than Eli. Donovan McNabb was better than Eli. A lot of people while he played were better than him, and it doesn't matter because his team won some Super Bowls. So Eli's a champ. I don't give a crap. How good are you? And, and at the end of the day, like I said earlier, if Dak gets to the Super Bowl and is five for 17 for 179 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, and they win the Super Bowl, no one cares. They should. No one. No, they, they should. should. They should not. It Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson didn't win a Super Bowl. He did. He was on the team that did. He did. He didn't do anything. He was there. It's like, see, uh, Peyton Manning, I'm glad he got his second ring with Denver. Peyton Manning didn't win that Super Bowl. He sucked. He sucked all year. But he, he deserved it because he was better than Brady their whole careers. And he only got one, so he deserved that second one. But he sucked. I won a national championship in college, and I was probably the eighth best player on my team. Seventh or eighth best player on my team. And I probably averaged three minutes a game. You're not taking that away from me. Yeah. I play I play with the number two, five, ten, and thirteenth pick. I contributed. I worked those guys well into practice every single day. I gave Raymond Felton the best damn look that he could ever get. I gave Rashad McCants the best damn looks that he could ever get. I gave Jack Emanuel, and I charged the basket against Sean May and Marvin Williams and all those. I worked hard every single day to make sure that those guys who were playing the bulk of the minutes were ready for game day. All I'm saying is that um, Robert Ory – did not have a better career than James Harden, but he's got a bunch of rings. And so we, yay, we did championship. Well, critical shots at critical moments. Sure. Just be Johnny on the spot. I'm, all I'm saying is that the fact that someone won Super Bowls and someone else didn't doesn't make Eli Manning a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. That's all. Okay. All I care about is how well you play the position. Okay. Transition. How did you think Dak played the position in his first game back? C plus. Okay, see, I would probably go like B, B minus, but we're in the ballpark. And I was going to say, if you said B minus, I wouldn't argue with you. C plus, B minus. I would not argue with you. And because I'm realistic and I kind of a little bit understand the game of football and I know that you can't miss five weeks of football after not playing any preseason about and, and, and not really playing the game of football for almost nine months and come back in and have a 300 yard game. I just know that the, the odds of you doing that, the odds of you being really crisp and really accurate and on time and in the flow of the game after being away from it for such a long time, is not quite a realistic thing. Saw some good things, saw some not so good things, and that's why I say uh, C minus. I mean C plus, B minus. I'm and they okay. weren't gonna, like, they weren't gonna let him have a three hundred yard game. They called twenty five pass plays. How many yards are you expecting on twenty five pass plays? He averaged over know. eight yards per attempt. That's a full yard better than the NFL average. They I did mean, fine passing the ball. They just didn't call many pass plays. I mean, if he's on target with the slant to Michael Gallup, maybe that he could Michael Gallup break a tackle and split okay, the, let's play a game. If that slant were to you that Michael Gallup didn't catch, how long during that game before you get benched and cut? If that was if, my, if I was Michael Gallup and didn't catch that ball, yeah, no. If it was you in your career path, but you got yeah. to be in the game. And that ball is thrown to you. It goes through both hands, hits you in the face, and you didn't catch it. Like yeah, you I get don't see the ceiling anymore. 
Right. So, like, you can say that you wanted it a foot and a half more in front of him, but then Tua goes 0 for 9 in the first quarter last night when every ball was behind Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Like, that's just quarterback. Right. You catch the ball. Like, Dak would want the first ball back, too. He threw it high to Noah, which happens when you're amped up in the first play of the game. Catch the ball, Noah. I would. I, I suck at football relative to NFL players, but if you can teleport me into his place, I'll catch it. No. You catch those. There, there's a play in my career that was very similar to kind of almost in between the Noah Brown, uh, uh, Michael Gallup play. It was against Arizona. I'm running a, a dagger route, and Tony Romo throws the ball so far behind me. But I knew this was about me, my only opportunity to get the pass thrown to me, and I reached back and I grabbed that thing, and I got laid out and broke my ribs. But I caught the football. I Damn caught right. the football, and and that's just that's just what it is. Um, but yeah, no, that that was yeah. If it was vice versa, I might have not saw the field again. Yeah, like I don't like it's just it's such a beating, uh, talking and arguing about Dak. So I'll just go with, uh, their pass EPA per play was seven. Jesse, I know you don't give a crap about any of this. The numbers say Dak played well. Um. The Cowboys won by 18 points in a game. They were favored by like six. They did the Cooper Rush game plan, and they wanted to do the Cooper Rush game plan with a better quarterback, and they did it, and it worked. I wish they would just let Dak go slang that thing, but they like it. They want to lean on the defense, and they want to run the ball. So if you want to get Dak, if you want to get mad at Dak because he got 50 yards in three plays, and then they called three straight running plays, didn't get a first down, and kicked a field goal, and it's Dak's fault you didn't score a touchdown, then you can use that logic. I don't mind. No, That's your deal. It goes back to – I know that we're bouncing all over the place, but it goes back to something that I tweeted during the game. Kellen Moore might be the worst play caller, designer, setter-upper in the league. Like, he is terrible at setting up plays. Like, like there's, a, there's a flow – there should be a flow to your play calling – like, I think Kellen Moore, a lot of times, just, you know, Halloween's on the way, right? And sometimes you go knock at the door, and a person comes out, and they have, like, a big bucket or bag or, or whatever it is, and you just reach in there, and whatever you pull out is goes in your bag. And I think Kellen Moore sometimes just reaches in his playbook bag and just pulls out a play and go, all right, cool, we're going to run this one. And it, and it really sometimes has no rhyme or reason, like you just said. You go and you have 50 yards passing, and the next thing you do, you go run three straight plays, and you don't get you don't you don't convert a first down. And now it's time to kick a field goal, baby. And everybody's gonna say the quarterback couldn't score a touchdown when he was told to hand it off three plays in a row. And and so this is this is that balance. And again, to the point we talked about earlier, you know what also comes into play when you talk about a quarterback, his team, and what he was a part of? The people who also call the plays. Because we've seen quarterbacks like um, like I still do believe. They broke Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago. They're breaking Jalen Fields in Chicago because they have horrible coaching. And when you have horrible coaching around a decent player, a good player, it can affect you. It can it can really harm who you are as as a as an athlete because they're not playing to your strengths. You see what happened when when like 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 Patrick Mahomes. I, I know he's extremely talented, but Patrick Mahomes was in the perfect fit of being with a guy like Andy Reid, who understood this dude's talent and said, we're going to do everything we can to call the right plays, scheme up the right plays, give you all the things that you need, and we're going to just dominate. And that matters in the grand scheme of, of having a player flourish. And when you don't have the right pieces around a player, you can literally break 
this human athlete of a person. And, and I think Kellen Moore, a lot of times he 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 breaks what Dak can do. I'm not saying Dak is elite. I don't, I don't, I've 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 yet to say that Dak was elite, even in his greatest moments. And you and I can have that debate all day long. I'm good if you don't call him elite. It just depends how many people would you call elite. Because if you tell me it's like four and he's not one of them, I say cool. But if you say there's ten, I'm like, well, he's no, one of the ten no, best. No, 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 no. Anybody said this, no, 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 no. That my list is like this. And I said about Dak, I go, if this is the elite tier, Dak's in the tier right under it. And depending on what part of the season is where he fits at in this tier. Like, yeah, we're good with that. I mean, my elite tier is probably Mahomes, Allen, the end. Uh, maybe Lamar. Uh, Herbert is. Uh, I don't want to do this either because people have already crowned him. Do it no, if you want to. Perfect example. Perfect example. Do it if you want to. He perfect hadn't earned example. it. Justin Herbert. Talented he has, as hell. He he has a terrible coach around him. He has a terrible coach around him. Like you don't like you, Josh. Uh, uh just. Herbert needs a guy that's good. He needs a Kyle Shanahan. He needs a Sean McVay. He needs an Andy Reid. Like that level of quarterback can't deal with the guy who's coaching him right now. Cause you, there's no way that you can see all of those physical tools and not be able to get him to a place where he needs to be. He needs a Brian Dayball or he needs uh, someone like that who can take that talent and just be like, yo, we got it. Like that's leadership. And I think at times, Kellen Moore, he 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 gets under my skin a little bit. Well, and people are uh I think the dirty little secret about sports is, and especially football, it's complicated and it's hard. A year ago, Tua sucked. Tua got Mike McDaniel, Tyree Kill to go with Jalen Waddle. Tua's good. It, it and that's like that's part of the thing I wonder about the Cowboys is I think they really are embracing the defensive minded football thing. And they were good with, if we don't get a first down, sometimes that's okay. If we get three points, that's cool because the other team's not going to score very much and we can do that and it won't be risky and it'll be great. And Jerry and Steven will feel like it's 1992 and that'll be good. Matter of fact, let's make sure we get rid of a good receiver so that we don't have that many good receiving options so we can call more run plays. Woo -woo. Uh, I still want them to, and man, this seems like a, like I'm a negative vibe today. Let me just rewind the whole thing. Yeah, the Cowboys on. won by 18 points. You're right. And I'm happy. Like the only thing that the only thing that affects my mood or analyses is reading replies on social media. So I just will pretend I didn't and go, what just happened is you won a game by 18 points where you should have scored considerably more, but you had a turnover in the red zone. Uh, by Noah Brown, like he had, he had a bad day at the office. Um, amazing that you only allowed six considering at different times. It was like, man, golf can get 12 yards whenever he wants throwing. They can run for six yards whenever they want. And yet when it's time to score points, the Cowboys are like, nah, like the Micah Parsons play wasn't human. That's nope. not human. He had a, that dude had 17 yards to go to score. And Micah was literally five yards away. And you really only had to get 14 or 15 of it before he caught you because then just falling forward gets you in. And it wasn't enough because Micah's not one of us. He's yeah, I not know, one of us. I know all too well about being run down before a touchdown. So I felt Yeah, I felt but good. I promise you, I promise you, <laughs> maybe today it would happen. But man, running 17 yards before someone else can run 22, 
You'd be surprised how much faster you got to be to make that up. <laughs> that is not a lot of time to make that up. Yeah. And Mike is just zoom. It's freaking so let, unreal. Let me ask you this question. Is the current style of play for the Dallas Cowboys to you in the Jeff Cavanaugh opinionated mind, is that formula a formula that you feel confident in can get you into the playoffs and get you at, and get you to the Super Bowl? Uh, most years, I would say absolutely not. This year is weird because normally we would be talking about the best teams in the NFC, and I'd be like, well, you're going to have to go through, let's do our three games of postseason football. Like you might have to go through Tom Brady's Bucks, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, uh, and pick your third one. But this year, the NFC kind of sucks. And the Cowboys, once they beat the Eagles in like five or six weeks or whatever, might be considered the best team in the NFC. Because I don't know if Tampa's going to get it together. Minnesota's the other best team in the NFC other than Philly. And it's like, are they special? No. It's like, maybe. I'd be stunned if a team that is run and defense reliant wins the Super Bowl. Okay, I'd be so, stunned. So tell Because me that defense will have to translate not just against your average team on Sunday, but usually it would have to shut down three or four good offenses, and almost none of them do. I mean, it hadn't been since Peyton Manning's uh, Broncos. Right. The, the team won that way. And I, I agree with you. I, I think it is a weird, weird situation. But do you, in your gut, because like if the play, if the season ended today, right, the Bucks would be the Bucks would win the NFC South, their first place in the NFC. At three South. and four, yep. Right, that's crazy. Is there any? Because to me, let me not leave the witness. Is there any part of you that says, man, in a one-game playoff scenario, I'm still I'm still a little intimidated that I would have to go up against Tom Brady and the Bucks in a one-game scenario in the playoffs. Not intimidated, but knowing that, sure, like Tom Brady, the thing about Tampa right now is Tampa's got talent. Tampa's mm -hmm. got good defensive players. Mike Evans is a baller. Chris Godwin is a baller. Leonard Fournette is a baller. Their offensive line is average or worse at the moment. Uh, Tom Brady's average or worse at the moment. But, yeah, I mean, a dude that's done that much winning, could he go out and have a good Sunday and they hang 35 on you? Sure. I guess possible. I wouldn't be scared of him. I damn sure wouldn't be scared of Aaron Rodgers Packers. I think they're dead in the water. I think their season's going to be over soon. Uh, but yeah, like I would still respect Tampa. No, my dream scenario is that the Giants, who aren't any good, but they're six and one, my dream is that somehow the seeding works out and you get to play the Giants in the first round. So you basically get a bye because they suck. They're six and one and they suck. I want them. <laughs> they're just, they're not good. They're a bad offense and a bad defense, but I'll be damned if every week Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones, they hang around, they hang around, they hang around. It hits zero, and you go, crap, we won again. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But here we are. Yeah. Bring me I, New York. I mean, we can talk more about, about the football game. Um, I, I took three of my biggest plays out of this game came all defensively. Micah running the old boy down at the foot line the very next play when Tank beat four blockers and forced a fumble. And I don't think people understand how impressive that is. Yeah, he shook the right, the extra right tackle, showed him inside, beat him outside. The diving tight end couldn't reach him. He blew up the pulling guard, got by him, blew up the fullback, and then forced a fumble. Like, think about that in the context of playing football. 
you just beat two 300 pound dudes, another 285 pound dude. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And then on your way to the ground, you punch out the ball and the, and the running back fumbles from the one yard line. Like that's like, I know Micah is super impressive. That play is extremely impressive, but what Tank did in that play to me was the number one play of the game. Like that, that yeah, play. And they didn't, the only reason I would make the Micah play number one, I think, is because you don't get a shot at that play unless it's Micah Parsons. Because I don't think there's anybody else in the league that can make the play Micah made. And then my third one, like I went three, two, one. My, my number three was because I said at halftime that coming out of the half, the Cowboys have to do something. And I said defensively, it has to, it has to come defensively. The energy wasn't there. The team was a little bit erratic. The fans were booing. You know, you came out flat in that game. And I'm like, if this game is going to turn around, it's going to have to be on the defense. If y'all want it that way, then it's going to have to be you guys coming out and making a play. And sure enough, uh, we we kind of got we kind of got by a little bit because Sam Williams slams a dude for a loss that should have been a 15 yard penalty. That's uh, what I immediately was looking at the TV and I was watching with uh, with our buddy Reggie, and I go. That's 15 yards. Yeah. And nobody threw a flag. And I'm like, are you allowed to do that now? You didn't, yeah. you're not allowed to do that. And then on the broadcast, like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. And then the very next play, they go, they try to take a shot down the field against uh, Trayvon Diggs. And he might have caught it. Yeah. 50 50. I mean, they didn't challenge it. Like, cool. But still, the fact of the matter is, it was a, play, it was a game changing play that got the juice back in the stadium. They got the offense back the ball. They go down and do what they do. And, you know, and then, of course, honorable mention is uh, uh, Turpin on his 53-yard. And Pollard had a 50-yard run or whatever. Did Pollard have a 50-yard run? Hell, yeah. Let me look it up. It might have been, like, 40. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Cowboys, Lions, play by play. Like, Zeke had a 13 and an 18, including the hurdle play. Uh, but Pollard had a bigger one. Say something that else was, while I search the play-by-play. That, that, that was a tough hurdle by Zeke. Like, I watched that play. I was like, the old man gave everything he had right there on that one. There was no lift on that one. That was <laughs> – like, that was like the – like, at the end of the – if you go back and watch that play, I want people to go back and watch that play. Like, after Zeke hurdles the dude, he's calling to come out the game. Like, I'm like, <laughs> look at the old – go back and watch the play. Go back and watch it. He hurdles the dude, he gets tackled, and then he's like, He's like, yo, come, come get me, come get me. I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Once you, once you get to a certain age, it's like certain things. It's like, man, that took all the energy that I had left to get this high off the ground to get over a dude, and I'm ready for a sub because I need it. I made Pollard go further than he went. He went 28 yards. Yeah, I was like 50. I was like, that's a. That's a hey, he went far as hell, man. Yeah. He went far. He might have done like 50, like all together, like going sideways. And all. I don't know. Yeah, he ran far. He did his very best. In the field. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I came out of that game, if you can manage to not pay attention to what other people think or say and just be like, hey, what was what was that? I was like, I mean, it ended up being a comfortable win. It was closer than you would like. I wish they had played better offense early. But you don't expect to get stuffed on third and one twice, once with Pollard and once with Zeke. You don't expect on a third and two to get knocked out of field goal range because Aiden Hutchinson beats Terrence Steele in 0.2 seconds. Like there were just individual plays that meant your drive was over that you more often than not will convert, which will lead you to more points. Uh, so actually when they went to halftime, I was like, hey, as long as they come out clean, don't commit penalties in the second half, like you're still good here. And they came out 
clean and they went bing bing hello and they were back but um so it's not like it was dominating or impressive but i think what would be encouraging to me is that came back and played better than cooper rush ever played without anything spectacular but right. he played the position the way that they called the game um would i have dreamed of better ball placement on a few yeah but he played it the way they called it and was efficient and your defensive pass rush was still hellacious. You're still forcing turnovers. You still have the best punt return unit in the league. All the things that were good are still good, and your offense is on the uptick. And you won by 18 points. I'm like, you know, it's I can pull individual stuff out of that game that I didn't like. J. Ron Curse looked slow and cover, struggled in coverage. I still need me a big, big, stout, girthy, Son of a bitch, put in the middle. Uh, Anthony Brown looked allergic to tackling. Uh, the offensive line was up and down. The defensive tackles are kind of iffy. The linebackers are kind of iffy. But the things you've come to depend on were there for you again, and your quarterback's back, yeah. and you won. If, if, I'll if take it. Were, if there were two things that I, I want to see us correct and correct soon, and I thought we had it corrected um, uh, coming into this game, it, it's the penalties especially the offensive penalties. Um, That's the Noah Brown, like the Noah Brown hold led directly to what Dak acknowledged. Like, yeah, it's probably two throws I shouldn't have made, but my grip was feeling good. I was feeling good. And I was thinking, hell, let's zip this thing. Yeah. And it was like, so I tried to throw two picks because I'm not Cooper Rush. Second and 20 isn't insurmountable for me, baby. Here I go. It's like, no, there's three guys back there, Dak. That's not a good one. One definitely should have been picked. He, he, he you know, the dude, I don't know how he dropped that, but. It, it was the penalty that showed themselves again that killed killed drives and, and extended drives. And I, I'm still not comfortable with the way that the Cowboys do run defense. Like, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not. Well, it's because they're not very good at it. And, and, and to me, like. Although they do the roller coaster version. Like, and it may just be that they're so risky and, like, playing pass rush where they're stunting and they're like, get upfield. Because I do feel like. Yes, they give up a bunch of sixes and sevens and elevens, but then there's the next play is negative four. And it's like, oh, they ain't running it no more. But yeah, they're not good at it. But when you, my, my only, and I'm, again, I'm looking probably further down the line is there's going to come a day that you're going to have to face a quarterback who's actually better than Jared Goff, who's actually better than some of the other quarterbacks that you faced. And, sure. If you get that, if you get that running game going, and now they're using that play action pass, and now they're not they're they're not afraid of being in thirty nine when you get that sack, and they can convert and they can score touchdowns, and that that just makes you have to play more perfectly than you want to, especially if the Cowboys are going to keep this formula of offense. Oh, they're going to blow that formula up as soon as they get down ten, and they're going to be really glad they have a good quarterback. They're going to be like, yeah. oh crap, <laughs> just they haven't really done it, and but. And not to worry is that when you go to hit that switch and you go, hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna let this thing just fly. And you're like, wait, what? And now offensive linemen have to do more pass blocking. You know, it's different. It's different when you got to do twenty to twenty five pass blocking. You know, not like twenty five, but yeah, like twenty to twenty five pass block plays when you got to do thirty five to forty. That 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 creates more opportunities for sacks and all that kind of crazy stuff. But Doing it when you haven't done it all year long, it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit. Concerning. Well, and 
I, and I think that, that defense is going to have to stay good because I do think that your kind of shootout ability has gone down because I know Cedric Wilson can't even get on the field in Miami. But, like, it's okay. He's, he's a billionaire living in South Beach. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to Dak getting him paid. Uh, but, like, you don't have the weaponry you did. So you're going to get in that shootout mode, and you're going to be like, all right, Dak, this is the reason we pay you the big bucks. And he's like, well, hold on. You got rid of some receivers, and Michael Gallup's not the same as he was and Noah Brown ain't going to separate. So our shootout is going to be me throwing to Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson and praying to God they don't put two or three dudes on CD. That's my shootout. And so I get the game planning because I think this is what they're built to game plan for. They don't have. I don't think they got the horses at wide receiver, which is why that's still the other thing I want to trade for. And Jesse, we named him. And somebody asked me on Twitter today for a name, and I said, just because I feel like he gets traded every year, I'll just throw out the name Brandon Cooks. And somebody responded and said, yeah, Houston's made it known that he's available. Like, all the dude does is get 1,000 yards, get traded. 1,000 yeah. yards, get traded. 1,000 yards. Brandon Cooks would be my second best receiver. What do you need, baby? He's a highly compensated son of a biscuit, too. He makes $18 million on the books next year, so you're going to get a fifth-round pick from me. You're not going to get much because i got to pay him. I'm, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to see what receiver in the league has the most 1,000 yards and been traded that many times. Yeah, I'm, hold on. Let me check his career real quick because um, it's I mean, it's absurd to look at. All right, Brandon Cooks. Give me stats for his whole career. All right, so we've got, starting in New Orleans, he had back-to-back 1,100-yard seasons. Got traded to New England where he had 1,100 yards. Got traded to the Rams where he had 1,200 yards. Then he had 583. Looked like he was banged up a little bit. Then he got traded to Houston where he's had 1150, 1037, and now we've arrived at this year. So it's time for him to get traded and go have 1,000 yards. So he's looking at being on his 15 in how many years? Uh, He has been on one, two, three, four. This will be his fifth team, and he came in the league in 2014. He's creeping up on being NFL old. Like, I think he's 29. Yeah, he's 29. Yeah, I don't think think there's many other receivers who've had more 1,000-yard seasons and as many teams. Like no, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think like, no, because like Rice and Moss went as old men different places and kept being able to do it. But this dude is in a different city literally every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Brandon Cooks and a big old dude. And, and Randy Moss and Jerry Rice, they played like 18, 20 years. Like, you know, they played a long time. So Jerry was like 41 years old, putting up thousand yard years with no hair in Oakland, but still had hair. He didn't give it up. He pretended he had hair and had cornrows with no, with a big forehead. Running routes, baby. That's all you got to do. You can run a route, man. I don't care who you are. If you can run a route, I can get the ball to you. He's still running them in his copper fits on the commercials. Just got a copper fit on each ankle, each knee, each elbow, each shoulder, one around his ribs, and one on his forehead. Shout out to him. Brett Favre. You see they stopped playing those Brett Favre copper fit commercials. Did they? Yeah. They Why? What did he do wrong? Just, you know, being an extremely – douchey of a person just basically driving the streets in a pickup truck getting out every time he sees a homeless guy and robbing him of whatever they have <laughs> oh you got a lighter i'll take that that'll work yeah. Yeah, yeah. i'll take that yeah. all right cowboys won kick ass uh next yes. next bears. week is the bears and the cowboys are going to win kick ass you ready for that we're ready I'm for ready. that the, i think i think i think bobby belt said this and i think this is true the only thing that i'm upset about is that Dak will get some rhythm this week. I think he'll take off next week, and then he gets shut down because it's a bye. Yeah, yeah. That's he'll probably play. He'll probably play a little better this week, and then yeah, you have a bye, and then you come back and don't you play suck again before you? No, I think you come out and you play like 
the Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. Well, currently that suck. I can we'll revisit in two weeks, but currently that team sucks. Yes. Yeah, you got Green Bay. You got Green Aaron Bay. Aaron Rodgers was in a bathrobe at his post game. He looked homeless. My guy is struggling. So is Tom. It looks like half his face fell off. Father Tom is undefeated. <laughs> Gotta know when to fold him and no one to hold him. We are Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, and we are right. brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Use the promo code B. L-E-A-V for your sign-up bonus. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Eliminate the contingencies. Be easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.